there's multiple shapes and sizes to decide that a real fat guy is just a bear and it's hitting an animal. Well, it's not going to hit a bear. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. But it will determine the, the... Launch speed? Launch speed? Launch speed? <laughs> Stop, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put my words together. You're rushing me. Am I helping? No, not at all. No one else can see my hands. Welcome to Launch Speed. Welcome back to Launch Speed. The number two podcast on the Apple comedy section for three weeks running. Thank you guys so much for your support. I wish. I wish we were number two. <laughs> I'm I'm Brendan. Are you going to introduce me? And you're Zach. God damn it. <laughs> you always run it. So in the spirit of Christmas, I want to start out with something a little different. All right. So I have bamboozled you on podcast before, and it's like my favorite thing. But it's always like out of the blue and you never, you almost never see it coming. You you figure it out towards the end. But I want to I want to give you a chance this week. Okay. So what I've done is I've got three Christmas related news stories. Okay. Two of them are true, and one of them is completely fabricated. Okay. All so right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dish them out there, and I want you to pick the one that you think is true. Yeah, I, it's two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie, form. or yeah, <laughs> seeing through the bullshit, or I've heard all kinds of different names for this game. Uh, I don't like this because I feel like you found really good articles that sound like they would be just as fast. So I, they're just they're just like little synopses. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm but ready. They're all they're all good. I'm ready. for They're it. all good. All right. All right. <clears throat> so first one. A man named Sean Chanel earned the dubious nickname the Santa Claus Burglar after he tried breaking into a house through the chimney. As, okay. as said, would he got stuck and ultimately Seattle firefighters had to come rescue him, according to the Seattle Times. After chopping away at the chimney bricks for 45 minutes, medics freed the mysteriously naked 23-year-old man <laughs> who then strangely claimed he was just trying to retrieve his backpack. The judge didn't buy it, and Chanel was sentenced to 17 months behind bars. Okay, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna put any guesses no out comments. there until I hear all of them. <laughs> okay, all right. Number two, a 53-year-old Georgian man was charged with second-degree destruction of property after excavating his neighbor's 22-foot pine tree. Neighbors claimed that Tim Watkins had a dispute with his neighbor on January 2nd, 2016, regarding the Christmas lights on his neighbor's tree, which Watkins claimed should have been taken down since Christmas had passed. At 2 a.m. on January 3rd, Watkins took matters into his own hands and felled the tree with a chainsaw, chained it to his pickup truck, and proceeded to drive it around his neighbor's yard before leaving it blocking the driveway. <laughs> Watkins readily admitted to the deed in a police inquiry. That guy was like, I give... No fucks. <laughs> and he didn't even try and deny it. He was like, yeah, it was me. Yeah. I mean, like, you're going to get, like, we just had an argument. Obviously, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number three. A 44-year-old South Carolina woman was charged with domestic violence after stabbing a man with a ceramic squirrel on Christmas 2013. Charleston County Sheriff's Office deputies found a man covered in blood when they arrived at the Norris Charleston home of Helen Williams, according to the Associated Press. Williams claimed that the man fell and cut himself, but police said the stabbing occurred because she was irate that he didn't bring home beer. I have no idea which story is fabricated. They all sound 
ridiculous. They all sound like lies. <laughs> they just either they sound like like they're not. That's the problem though. They don't sound like lies. They sound like legitimate news stories that because people are freaking nuts. <laughs> Absolutely. So I've got a thirty three percent chance if I just guess randomly. If you just guess randomly, one, two, or three. But I think I think I've heard the first story. I think I've read that somewhere because that it was something. So I'm definitely I'm gonna rule out the first one. Okay. So now I've got now I've got in my mind a 50/50 shot. In your here. mind. All right. I'm like I'm liking the logic here. So the getting stabbed over beer. Where was that? Uh South Carolina? Mm, South Carolina learned that nuts. In uh North Charleston. Uh, and then the Georgia the other one was Georgia, right? Georgia. Uh with the tree? Pickup truck. Yeah. Cut down the tree and drove it around the yard. <laughs> Cuz the lights were up too long. Christmas is gone, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going. I'm going with the third one. You're saying the getting stabbed with the ceramic squirrel? Yes, I've, is that's the false one? I'm saying the what? Yes, getting stabbed over beer in South Carolina doesn't happen. Okay, you're wrong. I hate myself. <laughs> Tell me the first one's the fabricated story. No, it's the second one. <sighs> Driving around the pickup truck <laughs> with the tree. Your lights were up too long. But that just seemed like a legitimate irate neighbor. <laughs> A little excessive. <laughs> I mean, I maybe, maybe I actually wrote a true story here. Maybe somebody's actually done that. But I mean, to go to go into your neighbor's yard in the middle of the night and cut down his his tree. So did you make up that second story entirely? I'm impressed. You included good details there. I was I was hoping it's the only one that didn't include the city, and I was hoping. Oh, <laughs> I didn't, didn't think about that. that. I'm not good at Clue. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was good. That, that felt very Christmassy. It was. That I was, was like that was that's a pleasant surprise, sir. And and I gave you a shot this time. Gave you a shot. You did. You blew it. I did. You I blew absolutely it big just time. absolutely just became a chungus. <laughs> uh, that was fun though. I, I so you had to go fun. look up these stories, right? I did. Did you have a plan in a, like in effect? You're like, I'm gonna trick Zach, but I'm like make it Christmassy, give him a chance. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to do you know uh, pick one or two truths and a lie, whatever you want to call it, dude. This so. That reminds me like having to look crap up all week long. So I work with a bunch of engineers and I'm the only one without an engineering degree that it is in the group I work with. And they all say technical terms. Yes, I would I would probably know them if I had been in the field longer, but I'm just constantly looking up terms that they use. Can you just ask them? No, because there'd be a lot of questions. <laughs> like, it would be like every other sentence. I'm like, what is that? What is that? What is that? Hey, hey, guess what? I don't know what that is. Yeah, well, so in my in my job, not technical terms per se, but when I first started, I was asking questions all the time. And <laughs> maybe it was annoying, but the two alternatives are the the next guy who came in who's new, he wouldn't ask any questions, he wouldn't look it up, and he just didn't learn anything. That's fair. And then and then the last guy, he would like ask me later or like try and look it up or whatever. So Either asking the questions or figuring it out on your own is an acceptable response to yes. not knowing something. Just ignoring it <laughs> is the wrong approach. If I don't acknowledge it, it doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have any examples of these uh, technical terms that you don't know? It was it was a lot of machinery. Uh, okay. Like a dynamometer. That measures the amount of dinosaurs in the room? That's what I thought. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Oh, I don't even remember anymore. I'm sure <laughs> it was a lot of like instruments. 
yeah specific instruments that measure a certain like a certain thing like a hydro flow manometer like it's not just oh you totally made that i up. totally did <laughs> but like you would like looking at it, you'd be like oh that measures the like the water flow like the rate of water it doesn't it like measures the pressure of gas that has like a certain amount of humidity in it like it's it was a stupid it was so dumb that i had to go look that up man that's that's a lot of technical stuff yes how 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 is it like going into a a super technical field with with not exactly the right knowledge close but not exactly right how is it? it's really tough man <laughs> it's it's enjoyable because nobody looks at me as i'm stupid because i'm i'm very practical in knowledge I'm very good at like hands-on and like doing experiments and like keeping everything right. I just don't know all the terms. And sometimes I don't even use the right terms. And I don't, I mean, I would say I care, but I don't. As long as I get my point across where it's just like, they sound a little more pretentious than me. A little bit, a little bit. That's all, but they're really good people. The problem is with when you're talking about instrumentation like that, there's probably no other way to do it than to use the actual term. Oh, 100%. I mean, because you, you know, Casey's grandfather, he would say hurdy-gurdy for just about everything. Dude. Can you please pass me the hurdy-gurdy? The thing was... Hey, Zach, can you tell me the measurement on the hurdy-gurdy? That's the thing. So that method works when you work alongside somebody for a while because you know what instrument or tool they mean in that scenario. Okay, yeah. But if you just say... The hurdy-gurdy with no context. Best of luck to that individual. Uh, Chad, there are currently zero dinosaurs in the room. (laughs) And then no good deed goes unpunished around Christmas time or any other time. I made the mistake and, you know, I wanted to be a good employee and I wanted to try to save the lab some money. And one of our machines was broken this week. Uh, Did you try and fix it? I did fix it. And you got reamed out for it? No. I now have to fix multiple things. They're like, oh, you're good at this kind of stuff. Like you're good at just like breaking down. Like I can not, it's not reverse engineer, but I can retrace problems through the system. Like I was diagnose, diagnose and repair really easy. And they're like, well, here's all the things that have been broken in the lab for a while that no one has gotten around to have at it. Dude, it's funny you should say that. Cause this week I got told to stop doing my job. Really? Yeah. It was same exact, no good deed goes unpunished. Like, we're working at the contractor. Long term, we're going to be fixing bugs. Uh, currently, they're fixing bugs. But it's not in the in the current contract for us to work together to fix the bugs, right? Right. Uh, but we were like, hey, let's let's get a head start. You know, it'll get, it'll get us some experience, and it'll help them out. It'll help out our contractor. Uh, and then somebody at the contractor company found out, and they're like, hey, this is not in the contract and so they put pressure on the contractor they put pressure on the government and they're like hey government slow down and that is the first time in history anyone there has ever said that <laughs> no one has ever said hey government you need to do less of a good job slow down and it's like we we're just trying to help them out and they're like no good deed goes unpunished it's like uh yeah stop doing your job now i'm like well okay i'll just putz around the lab for the next three weeks <laughs> to three months <laughs> So this this does lead to something. The the whole fixing things and and getting not getting punished for it, but on Wednesday night I decided to go out of my way and fix this machine and it was this small little metal bracket that the machine is so old the manufacturer no longer exists. So you can't buy the part for it. I have one of those. <laughs> I went through that this week. Sorry, continue. So 
I looked at the piece and I was like, you know what? I can make that. I can make that bracket. So I went to the shop, found a piece of metal, cut it to the exact specs. I mean, I measured it with a caliper and I, it was real exact. Cut it to perfect length. It was like 0.345 inches. That's what the caliper was on. I didn't change it. So I just kept those measurements. Sorry. That that measurement doesn't mean anything <laughs> to me, but all right, man, you got it. So I measured all the thicknesses, all the, the widths, where the holes were, the you know what size hole it was, drilled everything, cut it to length, polished it off. It looked great. Put it in, and I didn't have a lock nut to walk, like to lock the pieces onto that bracket. Right. So I told my colleague, I said, hey, before you run the test tomorrow, remind me that we need to put lock nuts on this because I don't feel like spending, like scavenging around at 6 o'clock at night to try to find two lock nuts. I'll do that in the morning. You know, it shouldn't take me that long anyway. He doesn't remind me, and we end up having an internal audit that day. Oh, no. So, I, since I'm in training, I don't have to go through the audit process. I just have to, you know, be there to watch it, see how it works out. And he start, he's talking about the machine, and I was like, oh, no, I didn't put – maybe he put lock nuts on it. Maybe he remembered because I didn't remember, and it's you know, at 10 o'clock, and this audit's going on, and I'm not going to, like, interrupt him to, like, hey, you can't run the test because of me. So I just stood there and he starts to test up and I was like, it's working perfectly. It's just like perfect. I was like, excellent. Here we go. We are golden. We are cooking with Crisco. And then a click starts. It's just one little click on every other stroke. And I was like, oh Oh, no. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe that's where it'll stop. And it's just like click, 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 click. I was like, oh, it is, it is coming apart. And it's the, the bracket is attached to a chain that goes around two gears and since it provides resistance and it has it can only go a certain a set length that chain only moves at a certain speed but as it was getting looser and looser it was picking up speed so it was like and like it's getting so loud that they're shouting to each other now the auditor and my colleague are just shouting over this machine <laughs> and he's trying to explain what he is doing and how this is normal that the machine is old. <laughs> He's like making excuses for this machine. He's like, it's old. It just, it makes, you know, real random noises sometimes. And he's having to repeat himself and she's having to repeat questions. And I'm just standing there behind both of them, trying not to dive laughter because I know exactly where this is going. Because the previous night when I put the bracket on originally, it had fallen apart and like it threw itself apart, threw pieces everywhere, the specimen out. And I was like, this is going to happen again. So the machine's going away and all of a sudden the lid pops open because the one of the chains, the chain finally broke off the bracket and the RPMs went from about a hundred a second to about a thousand. <laughs> and it just threw every piece of this machine across the counter out like in the lab. Like I'm pretty sure my colleague got hit with like the test specimen and he's still making excuses that this happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying my hardest not to laugh because it's you know i don't i don't know like how the audit works i don't know if he's getting graded like if it's going to go in his performance review and like i'm like i've just put this guy in a big old hole and what makes it better was she she's then concerned about the machine and the calibration of it okay which is a completely machine completely fair enough she was like so if you guys fix it how do you know it's calibrated and I was we like, run the test again. If it doesn't explode, 
It's a good sign. So I stepped in because I was like, well, because he was trying to explain that we send our calibrations like machines off to get calibrated, but not this one. This one you don't calibrate because it's just got a counter on it. And as long as the counter is accurate, it is calibrated. Right. But he wasn't, he didn't say that. So I was like, no, what we do is, so it has to run 10,000 times. We stand here with a clicker and every time it cycles, we click well. And when our counters line up at 10,000, we know it's calibrated. (laughs) (laughs) And she took me seriously. That would be like 24 hours of standing there. Oh, man. That's that's better than I'm imagining uh, you, like the auditor talking to the guy that you work with and you rummaging around in boxes <laughs> looking for a lock nut and then you throw something and they're like, what's that? And you just real quick <laughs> screw it on. It's like nobody even noticed. Oh, dude, I, I felt bad because it really did throw a gear and a wrench and every other thing into this guy's life quite, during the middle of his quite audit. Quite literally. Did, did you talk to him afterwards? Yeah. He, oh, no. He knew it was my fault. Okay. Well, actually, actually, you told him to remind you. I did. But he actually told me, he said, he said, I thought you put lock nuts on it last night. I, bro, that's not, it's not what I said, said, but it's okay. I said, remind me to put lock nuts on it tomorrow. Yeah. So it's now in working order. It has not fallen apart after two tests. Perfect. Yes. But the counter is broken now. Oh, good. Because of me. Now it needs to be calibrated. Uh, now you have to, you either have to run this, there's two machines that do it, that do this test. You either have to run them simultaneously. And when one is done, you have to stop the other. Uh huh. Cause they, they are, they do cycle at the same rate. Right. Uh, or someone can fix that counter, but the counter has been broken because when it threw itself apart, <clears throat> maybe, maybe something happened to it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. And I realized that I'm not good at electrical work. I hate electrical work. So I th- I thought maybe if I just rebent the sensor back and cleaned the the mechanical piece that nope. just clicks in and out it would it would fix it because it does work it, if you click it it still does count but after like five it like skips okay so I don't I don't know what that problem is so I was testing it and I was holding it you know I was clicking it and then I started the machine because I wanted to see if it would click it itself. And it missed one. I was like, oh, that can't happen. So I reached in there and I touched the sensor down, but I didn't realize that my fingers were touching the poles on the back of the sensor. Thank the Lord the circuit blew because I was stuck. I've never experienced that in my life, but as soon as I touched it, I couldn't let go. Nice. It was Dude, terrifying. Like number- Unplug the machine. Shh. We're not... <laughs> I said I had second. Make sure you're grounded. <laughs> I was grounded to the machine. Oh, bro, that was it. Was terrifying. My Christmas was almost cut very short. There, there's a reason they have fuse in there. Fuses in there. Yeah. So yeah, the fuse blew. So now it's even more broken than when you started initially. Well, I replaced the fuse. Okay, but uh, the sensor's still broken. Yeah, yeah. But or the y- counter, the machine still runs and it does its purpose. You just have to keep an eye on it now. Okay. So that be- sucks. So before, like, you could walk away and you wouldn't have to worry about it, like, running over. Now you have to hang out. D- so does the counter work by something passes through, like, a optical sensor or something? So the the chain has a, a little metal piece on it that when it rotates around, it pushes in a, a little... Uh, okay. It's basically a button. A it push- Yeah. Hurdy-gurdy. Hurdy-gurdy. Presses in a hurdy-gurdy, and then it, it 
counts. It counts one. on the thing. It's, in the you know, like when you're playing baseball. I don't know if you ever played baseball. You seem to not have a childhood since you hate Christmas as well. Wow, it's going straight for the ad hominem. <laughs> Tech person, not the ar- <laughs> argument. And then you know, like this, the umpire he like clicks. You know, the strike yeah, count. Yeah, yeah. That's what. It's basically how this machine. It's works. like the the guy at TSA that gets paid like fifty grand a year goes click, click. No, he doesn't click. I don't know. It's a government job. No, I'm saying like there's a guy. They have a job for that. What I've is, I've seen people at airports doing that. What is he counting? People? I don't know. Now I think about it, it might be people going on the plane, and it wouldn't be a TSA guy. It'd be an airline guy. I don't know. That's irreverent. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw this week something like really cool. You remember the? You wouldn't. You wouldn't remember. Sorry. Have you heard about the Concorde jets from World War Two? The uh, the supersonic flight. Yeah, they were like commercial supersonic airlines they weren't at world war ii they're immediately following and they were commercial oh, okay and it's like uh like there's the show the man in the high castle that's like one of the things that they included in there is like if uh japan and germany had won and then took over the u.s you know they would travel everywhere in these concord jets because you can get from like berlin to new york in like three hours and how cool is that that is really cool so Bringing it back to the current day, <laughs> NASA has made an experimental jet, the X-59, which, according to this article, could make supersonic commercial travel a reality. It's been cleared for final assembly, whatever that means. I have a picture of it right here, and it looks very assembled to me. Our listeners will appreciate us pulling up photos. For yes, them. yes, 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 yes. Uh, but it's like their first experiment, NASA's first experimental aircraft in at least 30 years. And the reason it's kind of big is because supersonic, going supersonic is incredibly loud. And so, like, uh, the Navy... And, you know, all kinds of military branches, they have aircraft that can go supersonic, but they can't do it over land because it's too loud. Even if they're really high up, they got to do it over the ocean because, you know, that would be so annoying. Yeah. Like, I'm really close to a military base and there's planes flying not at supersonic speed and it's really loud, (laughs) like all the time. But so that would be really cool if, you know, this experimental jet turns out to work. And then, you know, a couple decades from now, they put it into a commercial airline and you can get somewhere really, really freaking fast. I I don't know how naming planes works, but if I was the pilot of the 59th model, I'm not <laughs> sure I'd be very confident in NASA's ability. Dude, but test pilots are crazy. Yeah? They don't care. <laughs> they are literally nuts. The craziest people. They will put their life in harm's way for no reason. A lot of money. Well, I mean, for no reason. <laughs> a lot of money doesn't do good if you get what? hit by a Volkswagen. <laughs> what? what do you mean? What is a Volkswagen doing up? I adapted that from some stand-up comedian who had a skit like he was, he was talking about a bit i guess he was talking about people who refuse to leave for hurricanes and who are like oh man i'm so strong i work out you know whatever <laughs> and he was like it doesn't matter how many sit-ups you do if you get hit by a volkswagen <laughs> <laughs> so uh very obscure reference so what there. what was the main issue with the concord flights it was they leaked fuel right i think it's that they sucked I, I forget exactly exactly what it was. I, I think that it was just too expensive to maintain them. Okay. Because just, I mean, so so I, I heard something on a podcast a little while ago about like these 
these planes and stuff that go super fast. And uh, one of the things they said was like, when you're in the cockpit on the ground, not moving, there's a bunch of gaps just because of expansion, expansion. Once you get up there, going Mach 12, which is probably not a human achievable <laughs> speed, uh, then it like comes together because of the friction, the heat, right? No, no, no. Whatever. Due to some science words. Yeah. We don't need to go look up more technical words. Yeah, no. Not absolutely today. not. But uh, so with this X-59 jet last thing, according to this article, and I think that they've misquoted it, uh, <laughs> it would be it, getting to supersonic speed would make about as much noise as a car door closing. So do they mean when the plane is up at 55,000 feet and it goes sonic, we hear a car door close or is it that that's not what they said it's not it sounds they said when it gets supersonic it'll make as much noise as a car door and at 940 miles an hour and 55,000 feet that's essentially inaudible on the ground i i think that is very wrong i think it's it makes as much noise when the plane's at 55,000 feet what you hear on the ground is about the same as a car door closing. Okay. Which that is still super significant, but like you can't have silent supersonic flight. <laughs> like that does they don't make silencers like that. <laughs> that just does not how that works. It it's got it's got a big old nose, man. Yeah. It competes with mine. <laughs> they definitely were like they looked at me and they're like, We know how to go supersonic quietly now. Yeah? Yeah, because they watched me run. They used to call me supersonic boy. Is that so? Yeah. Do you, do you super super aerodynamic on your nose? I am. So I'm my nose is so well angled for wind cutting that like my opponents would draft me in cross country races. <laughs> the problem was they could only draft me for like a second because I got so far in front of them. Oh, I see. Yeah. Speedy Gonzalez over here. Yeah. I'm just picturing uh, Andy <laughs> from the office running behind Kevin on their little <laughs> run for rabies. <laughs> just got got a draft. Got a draft. Or five k. Yeah, and but when I would go supersonic though, it wasn't it wasn't like a car door closing, unless that car door was like ten thousand feet tall. Like it was loud. It was so, it was so significant when I went supersonic. Where are you going with this? I'm not going anywhere. I'm just <laughs> okay. just telling you the truth. Okay. Uh, speaking of truth and things that maybe you don't want to hear about, you know about figs, right? You've heard of figs, like the the fruit, the figs, fruit. the fruit, the fig newtons are the best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but did you know that figs aren't actually fruit? They're actually an inverted flower, so the petals essentially are on the inside. That's disturbing. It's a little bit disturbing. You know what's even more disturbing? That God cursed them. Are they cursed? He cursed the fig tree because it wasn't bearing fruit because Jesus was a little impatient. You know why it wasn't bearing fruit? No, I don't. Because there weren't enough wasps. Inside of every single fig you eat, there is a dead wasp. One hundred percent of figs have at least one dead wasp in them. What? Yeah. You are just... No, I'm 100% not making this up. Look it up. Inside of inside of every Fig Newton, there's a dead wasp. <laughs> so the way, the way that it works, it is kind of cool. The, uh, the females crawl in and out of a bunch of figs, which gathers pollen and pollinates the figs to try and find a place to, to lie her eggs, lay her eggs. And then she dies, she suffocates, and then the eggs hatch and cycle begins anew. And so she she dies in the fig, and then the fig eats her alive, and therefore figs are dead. also yeah eats her eats dead. her dead eats her dead. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and for that reason, figs are not vegan. 
Because they're full of dead wasps. <laughs> Do vegans actually make a stand on figs? I don't know. I don't know. I think we should make that more public. <laughs> Eliminate another food that vegans can't eat. Do you, do you actually like Fig Newtons, though? I love Fig Newtons. See, yeah. I I don't really like them that much. And now, having having learned this, I'm okay with never eating them again. I mean, M&Ms have candy. Like, they're, the shells are made out of bugs. That's fine. You'll what? Eat... They're made out of bugs? Yeah. What are you talking they about? They use carapaces of bugs to make that crunchiness. No way. I'm dead serious. We're going to have to make an edit here. I guess I'm going to, I'm actually going to pull that up. And we're back. We looked it up. It's an urban, le- a common urban legend because I, I t- the first thing I typed in to Google was our M&Ms and the first autofill was made out of bugs. <laughs> like <laughs> our M&M shells made out of bugs. So apparently uh, the buffing makes it look like they're covered in shellac, which is a, a woodworking finish that is, that comes from the lac bug. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, you know, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. That, I'm okay that M&Ms are not made out of bugs. I'm okay with that too. Actually, I, I, I think I like M&Ms more than Fig Newtons, though. For real. I mean, once again, I your parents just. Do you need a hug? Like I can give you a hug. Like no, we once we a had week. Fig Newtons all the time growing up. Did they did they just like force them down your mouth? They're like, you're gonna eat Fig Newtons, and they just jammed them in there. No, don't get me wrong. I would eat the shit out of some Fig Newtons, <laughs> but th- if I had to pick a cookie, it, it wouldn't be Fig Newtons. Yo. I mean, I hate figs for a completely different reason than the fact how the fruit is grown or the inverted flower wasp creation hybrid. Wasp coffin. <laughs> the, so my, my mom, being the lovely gardener and green thumber that she is, planted a fig next to our pool like 15 years ago. Yeah. And my dad is completely fed up with this plant. And so a couple years ago, he told me to cut it down. I cut it down to like the roots and then we covered it with mulch and we we're like hoping that would kill it. But we like that doesn't always kill plants, cutting them that low to the ground. It grew back way bigger than it was before. And we're like, oh, no. All right. So here's the next method we tried. We burned it all. <laughs> we scorched earth, burned everything around it and dug up as many roots as we could. And it is still the largest plant next to the pool. Do you have a do you try using a rototiller? We were afraid it would spread. We're afraid this fig will... Well, I mean, how much worse is one more fig tree? It's it's pretty big, man. It's a pretty big plant. We, unfortunately, have a fig tree that, thankfully, is an inside plant, and it's not going to get that big, but we don't want it. So if anybody's looking for a fig tree, <laughs> just hit me up, and uh, you, can, you can have it. I honestly thought when you put figs in here that it was going to be about, like, the reason why your dog was having health problems was because he was eating the leaves and he's allergic to figs or something. (laughs) It's honestly where I thought that's why I wrote LOL. No, nothing nothing to do with that. So I do want to talk about, uh, my week experience at the gym. Not actually not my experience. I want to talk about the gym. It's getting near Christmas time where we get more and more people in there who are trying to start in January 1st. Gonna be packed yeah. to the gills. New year, new me. That starts up every around this time. You know, it starts ramping up and it gets real bad January first. You're right. Uh, but like gym swag. Like I have no problem with people dressing differently that like than like wearing your like average like rundown clothes to go to the gym and work out. I have no problem you like wearing lifting tanks, you know, uh, leggings, whatever. Like that's that's fine. That's chill. I totally get it. But there, where is the line where it's just too little or too much? Uh, I think dudes wearing leggings is a bit much. 
Just like no shorts or anything, just straight leggings. Yeah, that was on my list. There was like that's that's not that's not cool. Yeah, that's not chill. I feel I feel that. I I mean I I'm I'm of the mindset. If you're going to the gym to work out, one you should be comfortable. And I personally can't imagine that working out almost completely naked would be very <laughs> comfortable for anybody. <laughs> But maybe, maybe that's just me. It might just be you. You can't. You don't have glorious legs to show off. I I wouldn't want to. I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe if I was uh oh god Henry Cavill, I yeah. would work out in like booty shorts and that's it. I mean, I I work out in like short shorts during the summer. Like I wear like mid thighs. I thought you wore pants to the gym all the time. I mean, I do mostly in the winter and like. If it's really hot, you'll catch me in like mid thigh shorts. Okay, like chubs. Work shorter. Shorter. Yeah. Wow. Like Ooh. old fashioned like uh, women's soccer. Dude, nice. Love <laughs> it. I and I just I hate shorts that that are either too long or too short. I this, I <laughs> I like shorts that are just right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like. For me, it's got a, when I'm sitting down, it can be just a little bit above my knee, maybe a couple inches. And then besides that, too short or too long. Like, that's it. It's all, it's all it is. It's got to be it, like the length that is fine is it's, it can't be like tight. Like it definitely can't be tight, but I don't really care about the length. As long as when I sit down, I don't expose myself to the world. Or when you sit down and it gets caught on your knees and you got to yeah. <laughs> get it off your knees, get on it. And then it catches all the nice little hairs in your leg and rips them out. Yeah, but for so I like I wanted to like nix two things. If someone was you know thinking about buying it for themselves for Christmas and the the whole New Year transition transition, or for somebody else, the sweater vest with a hood on it is inappropriate. Can you uh, can you describe that for our so, listeners? So if you know you have a hoodie. And you're like, I like working out in this hoodie, but my arms don't get shown off enough. And then you cut the sleeves off of it at like the shoulder and then you go work out in it. If you're not mahusive, like it's not like you want to wear this hoodie, but your arms got too big. You're just like, I'm a bro. Like I need to show off my arms. But at the same time, like I'm kind of cold because it's the winter time. Uh, Don't wear that. It's not it's. It, you look like such a douchebag. So do they do they wear it for fashion reasons? It's one hundred percent fashion because it's not like they're wearing old hoodies that you know that have gotten tattered and they you know they liked working out in it, but like the sleeves are all chopped up or whatever. It's like it's hemmed. Uh, it, it was the they bought it from like you know I don't even know where you would buy that from. Dude, perfect, not dude, perfect. Uh, bro, science. <laughs> They bought it from like Bro Science's website, Jim Bros at hotmail.com <laughs> or bodybuilding.com. Like that it's it just seems silly to me. I see I my I I guess I haven't been to the gym in a while since I have a uh, a very functional gym right here in the podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> but I I would imagine that the reasoning behind the sleeveless hoodie is so that you can get that extra range of motion. And so you're not like catching yourself you can extend your arms fully all the way you're not catching your fabric on anything you're not laying on you know the back of your sleeves and then trying to extend your arms and like oh okay but 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 that's the practical side yeah and you know not not everybody takes that approach so 
as a as a pure fashion item, it can get burned. <laughs> I'm putting that on my burn list. And then for like we're not women, but of course since we're men, we're gonna comment on what women wear. <laughs> <laughs> what is an approach? Not what like where is the line for women where it's like you're no longer in like the comfort zone. You're like in I'm I need attention zone. Uh. Yeah, I personally, you should be wearing a shirt. You should definitely have your midriff covered up. Okay. Like at the 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 minimum acceptable top is a tank top. For me. <laughs> Fair you. For me. And then shorts, they leave something to the imagination. <laughs> you know, we we don't. Nobody needs to see all that. So I was telling you about uh, earlier today about where I was at the gym earlier this week. An outfit this girl had put on. That I I mean. She painted on basically <laughs> this thing. Not only was it incredibly skin tight, but it was just there was nothing there. She was wearing uh like booty shorts that didn't cover her whole booty, and she was doing legs, of course, of course. And she had a sports bra on that had like literally no back. It was like not even an X pattern. It was just like two straps. They're like spaghetti thin. Like that's it. That doesn't even sound su- supportive. Is that the word we're looking I- for? I don't know. I mean, it just like, and the thing was like, she constantly was like glancing around like, (laughs) who's looking at me. But like, that's the thing. Like if like you get caught looking at a girl in the gym, like it's inappropriate. Like you can't get caught looking. So like every dude around her was like head down, like couldn't look up ever. Yeah. See that that's, that's distracting. Like that's the kind of stuff they tried to, and failed to get out of schools, right? Yeah. Because it's just like, it is distracting. It is. Men tend to be men. <laughs> and uh, some of them lack self-control. But either either way, you're either focusing too much or focusing too hard on not looking. <laughs> it's just like, get it out of there. Get, get out of the gym. I, yeah, I'm not going to make any like political stand on it about what's appropriate. It's just like, I want someone to reach out to me and let me know like why you would wear something like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to make these generalizations for everyone. I I think what's most important is you should be comfortable. Agreed. But if you're comfortable working out naked, get the fuck out of my gym. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I can stand by that as well. And I just want also this the whole reason I brought it up was because I want people to buy me gym clothes again. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you bought me leggings to work out in, I would 100% wear them because I'm the kind of person that, like, free is free, and I want to be appreciative of, like, a gift. So, like, I would wear leggings. Can I get you some, like, pink flowery leggings with, like, Dora the Explorer on them? Try me. I I wonder if they even make those in men's size. What are you, a size six? Uh, I don't know what women's waist <laughs> sizes, or I don't know how sizes work in women. I, mean, I think it's just a random guess. Oh, so honestly. I'm a, I actually, I'm you know, I'm a 69. <laughs> Six <laughs> to nine. Funny guy. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Funny guy. And I, I mentioned this earlier, but I want to I wanna kind of bring it back. Um, if Henry Cavill showed up to the gym in nothing but booty shorts, I would be okay with that. That dude is so jacked he's on that is a fine specimen of an individual (laughs) (laughs) my my opinion so so the witcher which we've been ranting and raving about before having seen it 
Uh, it's finally out on Netflix, and we watched three episodes last night. Yeah, and it is so incredibly good. And my my opinion of Henry Cavill as the main character in the TV show had changed so dramatically in the first 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> and I think he is like absolutely perfect for it. And I, the, the only other person I could maybe see is Mads Mikkelsen, which I have a, a newfound love for. Uh, Fair enough. But Henry Cavill has done such a good job in that show. I, I don't, I don't want to hype it up too much because we haven't finished it, but I think it's better than Game of Thrones. The first three episodes are better than any Game of Thrones episodes I have watched. The the first episode, it, b- b- so good, so good. They really started it off strong. If you took like two of the greatest seasons of Game of Thrones, I think that first episode is equivalent, if not better. Yeah, that, it was so well done. And and that's that's a lot of the the reviews that I saw were like, uh, The Witcher makes Game of Thrones look like drunken play fighting or whatever it was. I yeah. You, you just I, you really got to watch it. Yes. You really really have to watch it. It is so good and I really just want to I just really want to stop here and just go go watch some more. <laughs> it is graphic though. Let's oh, put yeah, that okay, yeah, uh-huh. out there. It it's is graphic. very very graphic. very graphic. So if you like, you know, you're trying to get snuggles with your girlfriend and she's not about bloodbaths, this is not the show to watch with her. Would you say bloodbath or Yeah, okay. I would say bloodbath. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is it is absolutely brutal and so good. It, it it is brutal. I think that's a pretty good word for it. Yes, it's, it's very brutal. It's brutal, but man, is that exciting? You 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 brought us up to shows, and I just finished the first season of The Boys. Did you like it? I really really liked it. Also, a very graphic show. Very uh, there's a lot of nudity. Really? There is. Oh, quite a bit actually. Not that far. Uh, and it. It's such an interesting take on the superhero world. Okay. It's not it's not far fetched for superheroes. Uh, they're just they're corporate. You know they're they're controlled by an organization and they don't give two shits about anybody. Right. They're superheroes in a business, not superheroes for like the moral reasons. Right. So uh, you you put this on here and I was like mm, I don't know. Uh, it's like two or three months back. Casey and I watched the first like two episodes of it. Uh, but we had watched, we started watching it immediately after watching the tick, which is, did, have you seen that? No, it's a very goofy superhero TV show on Amazon prime. Is it funny? It is really good. Okay. It's really funny. And I would super recommend it, but we went from that immediately into the boys which is really dark and we we got like two episodes in and all kinds of crazy shit's happening and casey's like i don't know if i really watch this anymore so (laughs) fast forward to this week and i see it on here and i'm like you know what i i've got some time you know i i don't really feel like doing anything right now i I, i'm gonna try watching the boys again i get four minutes into an episode and casey's like you're watching this without me what? No good deed goes on. So so we're eventually it's gonna it's gonna get watched. We are gonna try and finish the season, but there's just so many shows out there right now. Yeah, I I wouldn't put it on the priority list, the boys. Would you put it above or below the Mandalorian? Above the Mandalorian. Because that has absolutely disappointed. We dude, once again, we are on the wrong side of the fence. Are uh, we? The the internet loves the Mandalorian. No, the internet loves Baby Yoda. That okay, that's part of the Mandalorian. But it, like all the memes are like, 
like like Disney, like what are you doing? Like they're trashing the, the three movies that Disney has produced for Star Wars, but then they're like, but not you, Mandalorian. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, Casey and I, also we've been watching Star Wars in chronological order, uh, in canonical chronological order. So the the order in which they make sense in the universe. Yeah. So you know, one, two, three, uh, Rogue One. Uh, four and five. I forget all the titles of all the movies. Uh, right. We accidentally skipped Solo, which I know everyone said was garbage, but I wanted to get the full Star Wars experience and watch it chronologically when it made sense. We missed that. I realized that <laughs> when Harrison Ford popped in and he was like, oh, wait, <laughs> we missed his origin story. Uh, but a couple, a couple of comments. I don't know. It, it's not anything revolutionary. Everyone's seen Star Wars, but... So far, we've watched uh, six or seven movies, whatever it is. We're, we're, we're on to episode six is the next one. Episode two, The Clone Wars, yeah. has been my absolute least favorite. Absolute dog shit. The acting is so bad. Is, it, that, is that with Anakin and Padme? Yes. Falling in love? Yes. Dude, that's a great love story. It is absolute trash. <laughs> it's so terrible. One of the creepiest lines that ever occurred in Star Wars or any movie I've ever watched was in that that episode. Yeah, it's like it's in the first couple minutes of the movie, and and Anakin's like smiling at Padme, and she says, "Don't look at me like that. Why? Because it makes me uncomfortable." And he just and she walks away, and he just stares creepily and smiles like (laughs) eyes down, like I'm an evil dick. Like, and the acting was just so bad. I mean. The acting in the first one in Phantom Menace was not that great either. No, the acting in the first three isn't that good. It, it gets it gets significantly better in uh, what is it? Revenge of the Sith? No. Nope, that's wrong. Yeah, scene. it is Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, is episode it? three? Uh huh. Is it? Yeah. What is the first? What is the first movie called? Phantom Four Menace. Calls? Oh, that is A New Hope. Okay. Followed by The Empire Strikes Back. And then The Return of the Jedi. That sounds correct. All right. And then the Disney movies, which we're going to get to. We're, we're going to watch uh, the most recent one that apparently sucks whenever it gets on Disney Plus, which probably won't be too long. <laughs> but it, it's been it's been kind of fun. Uh, my favorite, my absolute favorite so far, Rogue One. Just such an incredible movie. Yes. Really, really good all around. Uh, and like my sister didn't like it because she's like, none of the characters are relatable. Like you don't know them throughout the rest of the story. It's just, they're only in this episode or only in this movie. And I'm like, well, still a good movie. Still really good. Uh, and then the first movie, uh, episode four, a new hope, the lightsaber fighting. And that is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's so bad are we becoming a star wars podcast we no just i just it's we've been watching a lot because i've been working from home and she's got winter break now and you know we wrapped presents and all that good stuff and had a lot of time had a lot of free time uh and it's just it's been it's been on my mind and i just wanted to <laughs> trash episode two and the mandalorian got me thinking about it and especially when you compare the lightsaber fighting in a new hope to the sword play in the witcher oh dude don't don't let don't don't even bring up the witcher because we could talk about that for the for next two hours and people on their commute are gonna be like i need to stop driving and they're gonna end up like five hours past their job you know i i knew a guy uh who like worked out in kansas or whatever 
But he drove a Jag, which is a fairly expensive car. I mean, it's way more than your average 2011 Toyota Corolla. And he would watch movies on his phone while he drove. People that do that are nuts. I'm like, what's wrong with you? It is Kansas, though. I take it yeah. straight, flat, and not a lot of sea. Yeah. I mean, it just absolutely nuts. Uh, but that gets me thinking about someone else. Okay. And electric vehicles. What? What? Because he, he, he drove Jag. Ah, I just yeah. got, I just uh-huh. got ripped Car. into. Uh-huh. Yep. Got ripped, ripped into the next into the next <laughs> scene here. But oh man, I, I I saw this thing this week where IBM has come up with a process to make EV batteries from seawater instead of cobalt. So you have to. It can only work next to the ocean. <laughs> no, the batteries are created from things you find in seawater, and then you don't need to do any actual mining for it. Well, yeah, you just got to drive through the water. It's not. <laughs> you're not. You're not. <laughs> it's it. It becomes an actual battery that is powered by seawater. That is powered by the chemical reactions from some fancy science stuff in seawater. I I guess. Or is it the elements are found in seawater? That that's what I said. That's what I said. Is it? <laughs> that's what I meant to say at least. But it it's uh I don't know how practical this is because you know it's like you put something on paper. Yeah, most like, of America's land based Zachary you're you're really derailing (laughs) me here this is actually a super cool concept that they've come up with but I just want to make it so hard for you to get to you're making it quite (laughs) quite difficult am I helping you are not (laughs) (laughs) but it's really cool because if if practical because I mean you you look at something like hydrogen powered cars it sounds really good because the only emission is no it doesn't remember the last vehicle that was powered by hydrogen it burned down and everyone died. What, the Led Zeppelin? Yeah. <laughs> it was a hit. It was a big old hit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but if you can safely contain it, right, then hydrogen sounds like a good idea. But it's, it is relatively impractical because it's really expensive and hard to get the hydrogen out of stuff and blah, blah, blah. But lots of other particular reasons that, it, that it's a very difficult idea. So I don't know how practical this seawater battery is, but it can charge... 80% in five minutes, apparently, which is... With what power source? A nuclear power plant hooked up to it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, hooked up to the grid. I mean, how how cool would that be? If, you, if you're like, oh, man, my phone is 0% dead. Five minutes later, 80%. That how would, cool is that? That's really cool. I... I would be excited. I'm not against EV because it's EV. I'm against EV because it just doesn't sound... Like literally, like literally does, does not make the noise. Yeah. I like vroom vroom because I'm I'm a little bit low. So you on drive Mazdas then? I don't vroom, like vroom. you. I don't like you. <laughs> I don't like you for making that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I just like the sound when you you feel like a god when you have like a big powerful engine. You step on the gas and it just spills carbon dioxide and chemicals into the atmosphere. If I had a big giant diesel truck, I might install the coal coal rolling chip. Why? I don't know why you wouldn't. It's so. It's not cool, but it sure as hell makes sense for those vehicles. (laughs) It is illegal, though. It is. Yeah, in Maryland now, I believe it's illegal. And some other states, probably. Yeah, I mean, I get why. I get the reason. Mm -hmm. But, like, the funniest videos I've ever seen is, like, when some angry little driver in, like, a coupe is, like, chasing down a truck and they put down their window to yell at the truck 
and the guy just absolutely fills their vehicle with coal. <laughs> like that's just great. It's just so fantastic. Uh, that's pretty wonderful. So we had a discussion about Christmas cheer last episode and how you lack in it. So I, this I, time I disagree with this that time summary. I'm gonna give you a redemption. We're gonna discuss the best and worst Christmas songs. And if you include Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You in the worst category, you hate Christmas. Other okay. than that, I have no you stipulations. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Okay. Cause I was about to say that you're gonna you're gonna think I'm very scroogey after my Christmas song opinions. Yeah. I mean you are. You are a Scrooge. I I di- I disagree. I disagree. Why? Because I like Christmas. Your heart is so tiny. <laughs> It is 10 sizes too big. It's a medical issue. It's called elephantitis. I uh, think that's what elephantitis is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure elephantitis is not what you just said it was. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that's from the office, though. So, elephantitis is just the... Uh, your heart can't experience elephantitis or you would be dead. It's just your limbs and stuff, right? Yeah. 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 I think I think I was quoting the office. Really? Yeah. When Michael tries to set up Kevin and Aaron, ah, yes, I I think I his think his heart that's... is ten times too big. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're it. on the same page. I got you, bud. But going back to so, the Christmas songs, uh, I I I don't know if I'd put Mar- uh, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" in either category. That's I'm okay with that. A neutral stance is what I expect from you most of the time, so that's acceptable. It is really, really, really catchy, though. Yes. Like. We, you were singing it like what two podcasts ago, and I had it stuck in my head for like <laughs> eight days for no particular reason, and I hadn't heard it besides that. I mean, it is super duper catchy. Yes, it it's a little unchristmassy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, it's it's not exactly in the spirit of Christmas. It's very, it's very receive, not give. Agreed, but it's very good. It, it, it is. It's a good song. I'll give you that. So, I want to hear. I, you just got to give me a couple examples. You don't have to like list every every Christmas single song. one. Okay, so in my best category is mostly songs, Christmas songs without lyrics. So, so August Burns Red falls. So in August Burns Red Christmas album or Trans Siberian Orchestra. I, you know. Maybe you do enjoy Christmas. I do. I, 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 I mean, that stuff's, it, it's, it's less light and joyous and fun. It's not stuff that you sing along to. It's stuff that you rock out to. <laughs> and I, I just, I like that stuff. The only thing though is most Christmas decorations are put up and synced to Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So you also have to enjoy Christmas lights. And you know what? I was thinking about it. I'm okay with that if it's a business establishment. Why can't someone who... Why couldn't I do that and you not think I'm just a self-centered little twat? No, that is what I would think. I know, but why do you have to think that? Because I know you. (laughs) (laughs) Me is a bad example. (laughs) Yes, that that is a fair point. I, I don't hate Christmas lights. I just... I don't know. I Whatever. I'm on the fence. I don't, you know what? I'm, I am... What's the word I'm looking for when you don't care about something? Indifferent. Apathetic. No, indifferent. <laughs> Definitely, definitely, those are the two things that come to mind. And in the in the worst category, it's uh, your classics. Like what? Hit me with one. Jingle bells. 
I was honestly going to put any version of Jingle Bells is the worst Christmas song ever. Jingle Bells is a terrible song. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Uh, how about Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Ooh. I remember, like, uh, in elementary school, our bus driver would play, like, Oldies Station, and around Christmas time, that song was played every single day, and we would all sing all the words to it, and that's going to my best category. <laughs> right. Dude, that's, that, like... As a song, I wouldn't want to listen to it. Mm-mm, but no. if like there's like if I was like with my nieces and nephew, and like I like and they would sing, I would think that would be like the like that's such a it's such a good kids song. And it's really it's funny, you know, and yeah. it's great. So one of my favorite songs of all time for Christmas is "All I Want for Christmas Is a Hippopotamus." Uh, is that from a movie or something? I don't I don't know I. It's just I know what you're talking about though. That's a good that's a that's a that's a fine song. It's another like kid catchy song, but uh even at this age, I will still sing every single word of All I Want for Christmas <laughs> a Hippopotamus. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's a fine one. What that's about one. what about a white Christmas? Not a fan. Why not? What about like Bing Crosby's version? I don't know the different versions. Oh. It's not it's not that I'm saying it's a bad song, it's just not it doesn't get me in the spirit of Christmas. Fair enough. And it's it's just kind of slow. Yes. And uh, the controversial Christmas song that I do like is the one from Elf. Which one is that? When she's singing in the shower and uh, Will Ferrell hops in there. What's... Does not hop in there. Sits in the bathroom <laughs> and sings along with her. What song is that? Uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Oh, yeah. Isn't yeah. That... Yeah. Yeah, you like that one though. I really do like that one. Is it because you can sing part do it like harmony with your wife? I I think it's because it's very musically interesting. Is why I like it. Okay, and the the harmonies match each other really well, and the the just the style of the song really is something that, that appeals to me. But it's a little rapey. <laughs> <laughs> what about the song? I saw Santa kissing. I saw. Nope. Mom, Dad, Get out of here. Which like is there a and particular it, version? They all suck. They all suck. Okay. They all suck. I I really don't like that song. Oh, we're like on the same page for almost all of these. I know. Maybe maybe you do like Christmas. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, I I enjoy the oldies though. I like White Christmas. Oh, White Christmas. I think that's a really good song. Is that that one is from White Christmas? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Casey Casey loves that movie for some reason. The only Christmas movie I really truly enjoy is Die Hard. That is our family's Christmas movie. I don't know why. I mean, it's because it happens during Christmas time, right? Yes. But there, like, there's a Christmas party. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the advent calendar? That it's like every there's a Nakatomi tower, tower, and every day you pull a little tab, and Hans Gruber falls a little bit further down Nakatomi Tower. <laughs> what? Yeah. How cool is that? That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Die, Die Hard is actually the movie we watched like on Christmas, or it used to be when we were putting up the when we were decorating the trees. That's what we would do is we would watch that movie. Fair enough. Um, I'm not sure why it's. I mean, I know I get, we've already discussed why, but like how is so popular as a Christmas movie? I think it's because it's fringe. It's like because it's not something that people associate with Christmas, and saying that you like this hardcore action movie. As a Christmas movie, just because it happens during Christmas <laughs> is like, it's kind of uh, nonconformist. Okay. And I think 
everyone conformed to that nonconformist idea. And now, now because I want to say 10 years ago, even though Die Hard's, you know, a fairly old movie, you know, I think not early 90s, maybe, maybe even 89 or something, uh, even though it's from then, it's only been, in my experience, in the last 10 years that people have been like, Die Hard is the Christmas movie. You know, there's two yeah. kinds of people, people who think Die Hard is a Christmas movie and those who are wrong. <laughs> so, I, Do you have, are there are there any other Christmas movies you like? Christmas movies I like? Yeah. It's a Wonderful Life is by far my favorite Christmas movie. If I've seen that, I don't remember it. Uh, what about Christmas Story? Like the one with Ralphie? Yeah. It's good. I'm actually not a huge fan of it. It's good, though. I wouldn't want to watch it ever again. That's that's one of those movies that it's like, it, it is a classic for sure. And there's certain parts that are good, like Fragile. Yeah. And Just Shoot Your Eye Out, Kid, or whatever. But as a whole, the movie kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Uh, is there, besides Die Hard, is there any Christmas movie you truly enjoy watching at Christmas time? Elf. Elf? Yeah. Dude, I'm going to be, this is going to like make some enemies. I think Elf is one of the worst Christmas movies. Wow. Mostly because I don't like Will Ferrell as an actor. Maybe you're just a Grinch. You're just a little Scrooge no, over there. No, no, no. You cannot turn tiny, this. Tiny, tiny heart. You cannot turn You don't this. even like Jingle Bells. You don't like Jingle Bells either. <laughs> Why? Uh, is it just because you don't like Will Ferrell? It's just because I don't like Will Ferrell. Okay. And if you don't like Will Ferrell in one movie that he's in, you aren't going to like him in any movie that he's in. Pretty because much. Because he plays almost the exact same character. Yes. He's very, very hard typecasted. Yes, he is. Hey, so is Bruce Willis, though. That's true. And, and it's worked out for him. <laughs> no, I just... If Elf was with another actor, maybe I'd like it. I just don't like Will Ferrell. Uh, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. I, I, I think that it's a very funny movie. And it's very silly. And parts of it are not that great. <laughs> just kind of drag on. But, but overall, I think it's a very enjoyable Christmas movie to watch. It's like family appropriate... And just like really kind of dumb. Yeah. Very dumb. Very, very stupid. Yes. But, but it's enjoyable. And it, it gets, it gets you into that Christmas spirit. It, it punches you right in the eggnog. <laughs> the, the one movie I will say that should make everyone in the Christmas spirit. And if it doesn't, you don't enjoy life and you don't enjoy Christmas and therefore you shouldn't exist is Charlie Brown's Christmas. Okay. Yeah. That is, that is like the classic because at any age, it's just a good, it's short too, which is what makes it so great, <laughs> is if the kids want to watch it 60 different times, you only have to sit there once and watch it with them, and the rest of the time, you know. It's like, what, 40 minutes maybe? Yeah. Okay. About. Yeah. It's just a good, good, heartfelt cartoon movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I don't know. It, I feel like there's not a lot of substance there. It's got the, one of the most iconic Christmas things ever, and that's the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yeah. I've always wanted a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. We had one one year. My, I think, I, I think, and I might be getting this story wrong. I think that my dad didn't want to get a Christmas. He didn't want to go through the hassle of like getting a Christmas tree because they have a real tree because they're savages <laughs> and they, they go out and they pick out a tree and then they cut it down because they, they don't go to a tree farm. Fair so, enough. So, which is cooler, right? It's more of an, uh, an experience, right? You only have to do it once. They do it every year. <laughs> I've been trying to get them to get an artificial tree. It's just so much easier. Ours, we just screw it together, plug it in, bam, it's already lit up. 
Nice. But so one year, I, I think, and again, could be getting the story wrong. Uh, my dad didn't want to get a Christmas tree. So he got like, he went out into the woods and got like one little pine branch and made a stupid little wood stand for it and found a little blue blanket to put around it. And a red ornament. And a red ornament. And he was like, bam, done. <laughs> and then somebody in my family overruled him. <laughs> I that, If, if like my first, actually for my Christmas tree, every year when I have my own house is I just want it to be a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I think it's iconic. I can appreciate that. And it's really simple. And the, the this is one of the things that I hate about Christmas is I, the only thing I'm allergic to is evergreens. Are you, you are? Wow. So when people have live Christmas trees in their house, I get an allergic reaction. And I, I didn't know what it was when I was younger. But like during Christmas time, I was always sick. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't sleep <laughs> at night because like I just like my eyes burn 24-7. And then one year I helped my dad take the Christmas tree out and I picked it up. And as soon as it touched me, like I broke out in hives. Oh, nice. So then they have an artificial tree because of me. Hey, everyone wins there. Yeah. I think artificial trees are, are cool and they're simple and they're easy, but they do slightly take away from Christmas because a real Christmas tree just has that scent, which will kill me. <laughs> <clears throat> so I think we're getting a real tree next year. Please don't. Just trying to keep the bugs away. <laughs> That's just so mean. We had a streak growing up where, like, every single year for, like, maybe five, ten years, uh, that we would get the tree, we would get it home, we'd be like, all right, looks good. We would, like, go to start putting uh, ornaments on it, and then there'd just be this one brown ball in it, and we're like, what the hell? And I think it was a uh, praying mantis egg. I think is what yes. it is. Yeah. Every year, at least one. And we're like, well, okay, uh, let's get this out of here. Burn the tree. My my sister a couple of years ago they came home to find hundreds and hundreds of praying mantises in their house because it sat there long enough for it to get warm enough for it to hatch. I think I think we put one in a Tupperware container one year, just because it's kind of cool. Yeah, it. I mean, Robbie had to spend at least a couple of days cleaning all of those praying mantises out of the house. Yeah, I mean, out of all the bugs to get in your house, that's probably like the least like annoying one. Just because they're cool, they're cool, and they like most of the time they they don't like freak you out. Like they don't they don't crawl everywhere. They kind of just hang out on a certain spot and just my, chill. My sister in law hates anything that jumps. Literally anything. Like there are these in Hawaii where they lived for a little while. Uh, there are these geckos. They're just freaking everywhere, man. <laughs> just ev- I was walking to the bathroom one night and something fell and like hit me and i was like what's that and i like go to the bathroom come back and i'm like oh there's a gecko <laughs> uh, and they are everywhere but they're so they're really cool little dudes that you just throw them on stuff and they stick to it <laughs> let me rephrase that you toss them towards the wall and they'll grab onto it and that, latch on with their little cozy wozies. just imagine you yeeting a freaking gecko yeet and it just like splats and you're like oh it sticks like an egg <laughs> that's how you know it's done there's a whole different episode i want to talk about people who throw pasta noodles (laughs) outside of the pot to check if it's done that is a whole different episode whole different can of worms savage let's put a pin in it there okay anyways to finish my story uh she just hated the geckos because they would jump and it's like all right so praying mantises i don't think they jump they just devour uh the heads of their mate after intercourse coitus 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 i think yeah koalinus koal koal koalinus <laughs> so i uh 
let's before we wrap this up. I I meant to bring this up earlier, so it's just gonna be a hard hard cut right to now. Uh, we were talking. I was talking with somebody about their favorite, you know, era, and they ended up telling me their favorite person. It wasn't the exact question I I asked, but you know, <laughs> it's a, it's in the spirit of things. <laughs> Doesn't count. And they said <laughs> F. They said Susan B. Anthony. Was their favorite time period? Was their favorite person in history. So I guess women's suffrage was their favorite era, which I don't think that counts as an era either. Uh, kind of. It was an ongoing effort. Yeah, it. but it, it's like an event, not an era. However you want to put it. Yeah, so they said Susan B. Anthony, and I, of course, being me, said, oh, that's the person who got in their little plane and got lost somewhere over the aisles near <laughs> Japan, right? Nope, they took me seriously. Yeah. Big oofs. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wanted to, you know, they asked me to shout out Susan B. Anthony. So shout outs to you, Susan B. Anthony, for almost being the first woman to fly around the world. Do they know where she uh, crashed? Have they figured that out yet? Uh, they have, they have an idea because they, they remember, like they know where she lost radio contacts. They know the, you know, 10,000 mile area that it could have been. Huh. Uh, they've not found the plane though. How hilarious would it be if she flew over some indigenous area that like no one's ever been to before, and they were just like, "What's that?" And they brought out their catapult, <laughs> <laughs> shot her down. They, I, I mean, they think that they they crashed somewhere near an island, and then they they therefore died on the island. Okay, so that's the current theory. But Susan B. Anthony. Rest in peace. Hopefully we'll find your wreck sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I think it's time to end now. I think it is. Too. I, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I, I guess we'll see you next week. Yep. So we have one episode next week and then we're going to take a little break, little hiatus. I almost said a little coitus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a week or two at the beginning of the year. Rest and recoup. In the, in the meantime, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. And to all, a good night. Stop. <laughs> Stop.